0: Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, the podcast that empowers you to feel better, look better, and to enjoy Better relationships. You know, life is all about relationships. It's my pleasure today to welcome Dr. Roel Cano. Uh, Dr. Cano is a microbiologist who's a pioneer in the field of microbial ecology. We're going to learn all about that today. Uh, that's the study of the interactions of microorganisms with their environment, with each other, and with other plant species. Welcome, Dr. Cano.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. I look forward to our discussion. Uh, hopefully, we can make a difference together.
0: Thank you. We're sure gonna try. Uh, Dr. Cano has had an incredible career. It spanned more than 50 years. Um, you know, he's had highlights in the media in media outlets, including Wired magazine, the New York Times. Uh, he is the chief scientific officer. Uh, he's the microbiologist. For BiotaQuest. Um, that's a high quality producer of probiotics. You listeners may re- remember Martha Carlin; she's been a guest. And um, the BiotaQuest probiotics are a, are consortiums, and that's what's so special. One of the things that's so special about them, in addition to just be being highly researched, um, a consortium is a group of bacteria that work together. It's never one thing; they they have this collaborative effect. Um, they're they're really a guild. So Dr. Cano has developed these probiotics uh, based on that principle, which makes such total sense. So we want to hear all about that, Dr. Cano. And but first of all, I want to hear about um your life, just how you got interested fifty years ago. Microbiology was certainly quite different than it is now. I know that you were uh, born in Cuba. So how did you get to America? How did this career get started?
1: Uh-huh. Well that's uh the thousand dollar question uh, i um I was born and raised in Cuba as you said I was born a long time ago and uh, in nineteen sixty two I emigrated to the United States as a uh, unaccompanied child uh, uh, through a program i do, it, it might be interesting for your readers to read about called the Operation Peter Pan. Um, So when I came to the United States, I came alone in 1962, and I was eventually relocated to Spokane, Washington. And I stayed with several foster homes, and uh, they were very nice people, so no complaints. Uh, And when I was 18, however, uh, that program ended, and you have to, you know, make it on your own. So part of it was I was in the Army for a little while. Learned a lot about discipline, which is good, and keeping things neat and orderly, which is also good. And then I started going to college. I graduated from Eastern Washington University with a degree in biology with both a bachelor's in science and a master's degree in science or biology Uh, in 1972. I started a PhD uh, program at the University of Montana and Missoula under an extremely well-trained, excellent, wonderful person by the name of John Taylor. Uh, And I studied microbiology. I got my PhD in 1974. I'm a real quick learner. I don't like to waste time. And I ended up uh, as a as an assistant professor of. Biology at California Polytechnic State University, San Luis Obispo. Uh, I basically uh, spent my whole career there. I graduated, I retired in 2005. During that time, I had a lot of experiences. Um, I think there are some transcendental experiences that I had in 1986. I did sabbatical in Spain, and I learned a lot about microbiology from a human perspective. I was a microbiologist from a fungal perspective, and I just broadened my perspective, and I began to understand the value of microbial communities and the impact that they have not only on the environment, but also on the human being. I began to realize that most diseases are not caused by a single microorganism, although a single microorganism may have set the stage Mm -hmm. for the dysbiosis that follows. Uh, I also have another experience that, that coincides with Jurassic Park, and that also tweaked my interest. And I began to look at extinct and ancient life and the resiliency of microbial individuals uh, to see uh, and survive under very stressful conditions. Which gave me another perspective in terms of not only the resiliency of microbes, but also on their ability to work together for a common goal. Uh, after 2005, uh, I started working uh, uh, as a scientist or manager in biotechnology industry, and in 2017, uh, I joined uh, Martha Carlin in what was then what well, what it is called the Bio yeah. Um and the rest is history. I, uh, about three years three years ago, I found right before COVID. With a colleague, I founded a company called Ancient Organics Bioscience, which is focused on the development of probiotics for soil and plants, and using the same principles of microbial ecology that we applied for the production of human probiotics.
0: That is so exciting, Dr. Canna. We're gardeners, and we don't use any herbicides or pesticides. so. You Can imagine in our neighborhood, you know, we have dandelions and things. I, I just recently purchased some of your soil probiotics, so I'm real anxious to see, you know, what they're going to do for our vegetable garden as well as our flower yeah. garden. Okay, and dandelions are nice and they're edible, right? I
1: think. Yeah, absolutely,
0: we think they're pretty. Um, but the neighbors may not always, so but that's okay. Um, so you know, we want to be more. Intelligent shoppers, uh, when it comes to digestive probiotics, and um, I've learned that labels mean very little, really. Uh, h- help us understand why all probiotics are not created equal, and how to uh, be more discerning.
1: Uh, well, let's start from you know from the last question first. Uh, it's really difficult by looking at labels, uh, whether or not uh, a probiotic works or not. So it's usually based on track record. But I'll I'll give you some hints, okay? Probiotics are, as you know, are a combination of different bacteria. Uh, Some of them are thrown together based on past reputation. Uh, some of them are created, uh, generated, or developed based on some sort of logical or reasonable algorithm. Uh, for example, the probiotic sugar shift is, you know, we generated the formulation based on looking at the metabolic comparisons of um, Different types of organisms and how they work together to form a cross feeding guild. So, uh, and it is always a good thing to look at the actual strain of the organism rather than just the name. Because usually, when you just see the name, what you're looking at is you know, the people are looking for the cheapest. Or the available uh, sample of this organism, and without taking into consideration any of the underlying genomics. So it is always a good way, you know, if you have something like uh, DSM uh, 2040, for example, or uh, Bacillus subtilis, you know, LE1, DE111, for example those are organisms that have a good track record and they are they do have clinical trial clinical data backing up the claims. There are others you know if you look something like like you know like the bacillus acidophilus, you know that's just like saying cow right
2: you
1: know it's it's not. You know, it doesn't, you know, there are thousands of strains of lactobacillus acidophilus. They're not all the same. And I'm using this as an example, okay? You can do the same thing for every single organism that you find in labels, in probiotics, okay? Um, And they so that would be a good way to look at it. Uh, Another way to evaluate the usefulness yeah I mean this is just my opinion. single organisms really don't cut it. Uh, they you know it's just like introducing uh, a living organism into a community that is already functioning unless this organism kills everybody, which in case is counterproductive, it's not gonna really be very uh, capable of surviving in a uh, you know in a symbiotic sort of form. So you would need to take this organism all the time for the rest of your life. And most likely you'll be taking a lot of bacterial protein as your benefit from the nutrition. So usually combinations of four or five or six, sometimes eight, sometimes 10, that have been assembled together in a form that they will actually work together for a common goal. So, uh, and that that is difficult, really, to tell. Uh, when you look at a label, you know you go to Whole Foods, and there is a gazillion bottles of probiotic. All of them are better than sliced bread. Yeah, uh, and 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 really, a consumer doesn't have uh, you know neither the time nor the inclination you know nor the background to make decisions of what to get and generally speaking is really hard to do so uh, my recommendation is to read and research the product from the manufacturer and then to ask questions And and I think um, a website that would address these kinds of issues on a question and answer basis, I think it would be terrific. But normally, I think when I look at something that sells bifidobacterium or bifidobacteria or lactobacillus, I have a really hard time believing it because it's, you know, if you look at a thousand strains of a single organism, they all have unique characteristics, and some of them are good. Some of them are not so good, and especially some lack the property. You know, if you're interested in inflammatory process reduction, for example, you know you want to have a strain that produces, uh, you know, butyrates and propionates as as uh, metabolites, but you don't know that. <laughs> unless you really know that particular strain is identified.
0: Right. It would sort of be like uh, trying to hire someone for a specific job in a factory and just saying, I need a person. I just need a person. And and not even knowing what skills they have or don't have or personality. Yeah. yeah. Really so, interesting. So, uh,
1: when you look at the, the, the literature, the, and then you know and i know that does something you know not a good a good bedtime reading um uh, novel but every time there you know in every instance that there is a beneficial or detrimental process, you know characteristic associated with a the bacterium they always indicate the genus the species and the strain absolutely and th- and there's for a reason you know, not only to avoid lawsuits, but also to to, in fact, to inform the reader that this particular strain this had this characteristics. Uh, and I'm not making any claims about any other
0: right so, right. Well, and um, what really whetted my appetite was that I started using Sugar Shift, and it's a consortium of what six or eight um, bacteria, Dr. Ken Owen. And I could tell that my fasting blood sugar was lower. So, I think you know, I would challenge anybody if you're if you're taking a, a probiotic, you know, ju- be be very judgmental about how it's how it's impacting you. You should probably notice. Um, and a probiotic is not going to be like the only answer. You still got to eat good food and drink water and move and you know. All of those different things, our bodies are, you know, not one thing, and neither are probiotics one thing. But this sugar shift is, um, so interesting because it contains mannitol. Tell our listeners what all you and Martha have learned about mannitol. Um, well, I I misworded it's not, it doesn't contain mannitol, these bacteria produce mannitol. Pardon me, Uh,
1: yeah. Um, and and just let me answer the the question from backwards. I, you know, with Martha and I may differ on this, but I don't think that there is a lot of free mannitol in the in the ecosystem which we call the gut. I mean, the mannitol may be a byproduct of the metabolism of glucose, which in a a way is good. But mannitol, it's used by a whole spectrum of different bacteria in the gut. Uh, And this bacteria, and I think that's where the mannitol really works, is the mannitol uh, promotes the growth of bacteria. And the glucose, and, and it's not transferred into the digestive system.
2: So the, uh,
1: so the production of manitol transforms the microbial flora, you know, and it, it transforms it in a way that apparently works in making the microbial flora, sorry, the microbiota of the gut much more healthy that otherwise you would be, okay? Uh, but also, uh, and I think also, we have to keep into consideration that everything has to be in balance. Mm-hmm. And if you have a product that creates a lot of mannitol, what's gonna happen is that there's gonna be no uh, energy production because the mannitol actually is, uh, takes away from one important component of the of the glycolytic pathway and the Krebs cycle, which is actually glucose. I'm uh, sorry, fructose six phosphate. Mm-hmm. So if there is the first fructose six phosphate yeah. goes into mannitol, it doesn't go into energy production. So everything has to be balanced. Okay, so uh, I. I honestly believe that mannitol and the rest of the of the, the uh, metabolites that are produced mm-hmm. as a consequence of the guild sugar shift being active in the gut is that this guild is promoting a healthier microbiome. Uh, it, it doesn't, you know, from a microbial point of view, when you have, let's say, 1,200, 1,300 species of bacteria in the gut working and doing their thing. By bringing in six or seven or eight, you can't expect that this six or seven or eight can shift the entire process. What it does do is provide metabolites that help those organisms that are healthy, production of of short-chain fatty acid, the production of GABA, the production of oxytocin, the production of all of the things that make you feel good are promoted, not necessarily produced by the that sugar shift guilt, but by the microbial community in the gut responding to the beneficial uh, stimulation from sugar shift. That's my opinion.
0: That's that's super interesting, um, because it also sugar shift also decreases inflammation, right? You found, or, or so indirectly potentially, but is that an accurate yeah. statement?
1: Well, no, actually, it might be. Well, sugar shift indirectly. So I agree. Uh, what I think is happening during the influence of sugar shift on the gut, microbiology, you know, microbial community. The shift occurring from gram-negative proteobacteria Mm -hmm. to gram-positive anaerobes. So the gut is becoming more anaerobic, making the, the, the relative abundance of the proteobacteria lower, thus reducing the production of lipopolysaccharides or LPS Mm -hmm. or endotoxin.
2: endotoxin. That
1: is is part of the bacterial cell wall of gram-negative proteobacteria. Less cell wall material, uh, endotoxin in the system, less
0: Uh, inflammation and and to take that further, listeners, you know, less endotoxin, less inflammation. The better you feel, the the better your blood sugar, insulin sensitivity, uh, the less muscle and joint aches you have, the more, the better sleep. I mean, all that translates to all of those, uh, more tangible areas that people want. So that's that's upstream. Dr. Cano, right? I mean, that's very upstream, which is wonderful. Yes. In in reading your work, uh, it made me wonder if so many of the deficiencies that people think they have, uh, such as, you know, B vitamin deficiencies, people who maybe are uh, uh, MTHFR, whatever, I wonder if, you know, upstream it's actually just totally gut dysbiosis. And their guts are not producing, they don't have the right consortium. They're not producing the B vitamins of folate that they need. So when they get some kind of functional medicine test, they test low in all of this. And so they take a handful of pills to supplement. But really what they need to be doing is increasing their gut diversity with the proper probiotics. I mean, comment on that and correct me where I'm wrong.
1: Oh, uh, I wish I could. No, I can't co- correct you because you're very much spot on. Uh, you know, first of all, I think the the Western diet is a disaster mm-hmm. for the human. For the human, you know, we've seen over the years uh, that the diversity of the gut decreases. Uh, you know, on diets such as the Western diet and this isn't necessarily the case on diets for example like the mediterranean or the you know the japanese oriental type of diet in which they they focus more on natural products less processed foods better oils etc cetera, etc cetera. um so you know in in theory if one has a proper diet and a proper exercise routine and outdoors experience you shouldn't need any vitamin at all
2: yeah. but
1: in reality that is not the case in reality you know you just can't just every day have the perfect meal so, and, and so you do need to supplement uh, and i think in terms of supplementation i would go to something more uh, intrinsic than just popping a bunch of vitamin pills something that Help my gut restore the diversity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, restore the productivity of the primitive gut, mm-hmm. and, and therefore, re, you know, substitute it or, re, or produce uh, the vitamins and vitamins and cofactors that are required for a healthy life. And, and, and that's absolutely correct. Now, the use of probiotics personally. I would prefer that would be my first line of defense against an unhealthy diet over just supplementing the diet uh, by taking some of the some vitamins that most of them are going to be urinated or not absorbed.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, uh, correct. Uh, So, you know, I think the use of probiotics is. You know, even as trivial as it seems, you know, eating a bunch of bacteria uh, actually helps restore a, a gut that will make you happy, uh, relaxed, sleep well, mind you, you know, <clears throat> control your insulin resistance, uh, help you with inflammation, uh, but you have to be religious about it you have to do it not oh i forgot yesterday and today so you have to maintain that influence on the gut because it takes 10 days and your gut is already your microbiome is changed so Mm.
0: like people go on a cruise or whatever and they get home and they're all messed up you know they're not sleeping and they're bloated and they're grouchy and and it's their gut has just changed because they've eaten everything in sight at the buffet (laughs)
1: That is correct. Mm. That is correct.
0: Well, Martha mentioned that you've uh, done a clinical trial with Sugar SugarShift. Uh, what can you tell us about that?
1: Uh, well, a lot of what I have mentioned to you has been based on the data that we uh, generated in the clinical trial. We did this uh, at the premier hospital in Cuba with a team what? of physicians that was amazing. Um, the data was really interesting. In You know, the, the main take-home message from the study, A, the gut microbiome diversity increased significantly from the, the placebo group. The amount of lipopolysaccharide or endotoxin in the serum decreased 30 fold wow insulin resistance decreased accordingly so it inflammation was uh, the reduction of inflammation as probably a reflection of the amount of endotoxin in the blood was the most you know the most uh, dramatic decline in the study and uh, it, so i, I think uh, there was a decrease in, in blood sugar there was a you know a stabilization of the a1c the study was too short was only 60 days so but uh, the point being the point being is that inflammation went down the bacteria that produce short chain fatty acids increased the microbiome approached a normal, healthy state with uh, with the, with the, the right organisms. You know, I don't know if it's necessary to blautia. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Akersmania, the uh, the Firmicutes. You know, like Clostridia went up. All of those. They're all the right signals. So. It translated into less inflammation, healthier mitochondria uh, uh, and and of course the an improvement in the diabetic state
0: yeah oh that that's a grand slam I mean, that is out of the park, I would say, as far as uh, results because um. You know, it, it really confirms it's all about relationships. When you think about those bacteria all working together, and right. I agree with you, Doctor Cano, that it was probably too short. Uh, the next one could be longer because even what I see in in my world of the oral microbiome impacting the gut microbiome, we get our best results even out as the body heals. You know, it it continues; it kind of accelerates uh, in yeah. terms of the healing. So, if you had those results in three. Three months or 60. Did you say 60 days or 90 days?
1: Uh, 84 days.
0: 84 days. Yeah. If you had that result there, I mean, wow. Think about in a year as people start feeling better and they, they're sleeping better and that helps their gut. You know, again, it's just all of these things, um, working together that, yeah. and all of that creates feelings of well being. I, I think there's so much to the fact that, um, when people just start feeling better, then they can uh, more handle their food cravings. They have fewer yeah. food cravings and um, just all those other areas start to work. Um,
1: uh, one thing that it's interesting to note that the primary effect of, of that uh, sugar shift was on uh, inflammation, a reduction of inflammation or inflammatory processes by reduction of, of endotoxin and increase in short-chain fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can translate that. I mean, if we have not tested it, uh, and as should say we, um, if Martha has not tested it because you know I'm, I'm just now a consultant for her. You know, uh, it's that it can be the, the, the spectrum of utility could be extended to inflammatory disease cause inflammation caused diseases.
0: The spectrum of Uh, utility. That's interesting. Uh, And for our listeners, when you talk about uh, short chain fatty acids, they produce uh, products that help reinforce the gut wall. So you hear so much about leaky gut. And so if you have leaky gut, High zonulin, whatever your doctor has found, or even if you're just feeling bad, you're you're going to benefit from the production of these short chain fatty acids that produce good things to help reinforce your gut. Anything you want to add to that, Doctor Cano?
1: Oh, uh, it's also uh, the, there are anti-inflammatory substances, so uh, it reduces inflammation and improves, uh, you know, a healthier uh, gut state, which translates into. A healthier individual you know healthy mind, healthy body
0: mm-hmm. I mean you really start with the end in mind I, I appreciate that um, there's also a formulation called heart centered what what made you all think about what needed to go into that? so many people are having um heart problems these days
1: well, you know one of the major damages that the use of herbicides and chemical uh, pesticides, et cetera, is a reduction in the overall health. And it's, it impacts not only central nervous system health, but also heart health. And uh, one of the, in terms of reduction of inflammation, which is sort of like a uh, the baseline for our processes, for mm-hmm. you know, product development uh, properties, uh, it also produces uh, nitrous oxide. You know, we try mm-hmm. to promote the production of nitrous oxide, which in terms lowers blood pressure, uh, improves uh, blood health, and that is really the the design feature of, um, of you know of this particular uh, what is the heart. Centered product.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! And you know, so many people are low on nitric oxide. Uh, you know, another thing from my world is that mouthwash will inhibit nitric oxide. Um, so, it can, yeah, it um, it it kills the the real antimicrobial mouthwashes kill the good bacteria in the mouth, and then they can absolutely measure that with a uh, blood pressure. You know, to monitor someone's blood pressure once they get off of. Of mouthwashes. So you think about going at it from the gut, going at it from the mouth. Um, I always say health starts in the gut and the gut starts in the mouth. So, you know, it's just one long, one long tube. Um, well, that's just so great. There's just so many good uh, bacteria that, that are on the Biotic Quest website and then your website. I want you to tell, more, tell us more about that. But you're just, you're really promoting, uh, it sounds like to me, a, a self sustaining ecosystem. Right in the yeah. gut.
1: Yeah, and and, and it, since there are so many environmental and nutritional stresses that can alter that start, you know, that um, a steady state system that you have to keep nourishing it. So, like I said, uh, I, I think that it is really important to have a routine. However, you you know, one capsule, two capsules, a bottle a day, uh, or one capsule every other day, whatever works for you, that you should maintain it rather than just say, oh, I've run out, I'm not going to buy anymore." Um, so, and, and I think that uh, that's really important. You, know, you have a consistency in your life.
0: That that is really a key point for all of us because it is easy to, uh, hard to get into a habit, easy to get out of a habit. But I almost think, um, Dr. Keno, that people need to keep a list of what they want to do in a day. You know, for their health. I mean, we might, you know, we we keep lists for other things. It's in terms of whether it's our, you know, bank account or uh, other areas of our life that are important. We need a list, or at least I do, for things I'm doing. For my health, because it's easy to to fall off the wagon and and suddenly be, uh, you know, forgetting it. Um, so when somebody reads a label, what what should they be looking for? A, a probiotic label. What should they be looking for?
1: Uh, well, I know that most probiotics have not been. Uh, Actually validated by the FDA, so specific claims are generally not made, uh, and it's really very difficult to read labels because you know paper takes anything you put on it.
0: Yeah, and people will say anything, <laughs> anything won't they?
1: Exactly. So, uh, like I said, I think you should look at the composition of the product, and and look at you know the strains that are making up, and then to see that there are strains the identification associated with it. Uh, also look at what they're claiming uh, and use common sense rather than your heart. To say, you know, to if something is too good to be true, it's mm. very likely too good to be true. Mm. And, you know, and like, I, so uh, also research the company. Uh, research, uh, you know, comments in the you know what's being said about the product because you know, uh, in this day and age of social media, there is a there is a a uh, every topic in the and the book is there. So you need to see how other users are reacting to the product. And not don't buy it, don't buy it for the price. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: High or low, I, really. High
1: or low, because there are some very high products in the market that they are totally useless. Uh, uh, the com- the microbial composition is so low that by the time they get to the stomach, it's all gone. So you need to look at concentrations as well. If they're in the hundreds or in the thousands, you know, once you swallow that pill, it's going to have to make its way through the stomach. Mm-hmm. Especially if it isn't a pill and it's just a powder, uh, much of it really disappears as it goes through the stomach, um, regardless of the degree of acid resistance uh, or the claimed acid resistance. Uh, And so, and if there are one or two organisms, I will probably, Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: will probably stay away from it. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. just you know, from a microbial ecologist point of view that's what I would do. Uh, I understand that it is cheaper to produce a single organism product than it is to produce a multi organism product. Uh, You know, know, and I do not know for sure that there is any in the market. But there are two ways of making this probiotic uh, mixtures. The first way is like most people you make them is that they go buy individual strains and then take them to a manufacturer who puts them together in the appropriate ratio and then put them in capsules or in blister packs or in a sachet and sells them. Okay, that's mostly single service, single servings. And then there is another way, which is a little more complicated because it requires a lot more skill, is to grow them all together as a consortium, and then sell the manufactured product. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will ensure, at least, it gives you a good hint that this organism actually can grow together, rather than I think they grow together.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and
1: this, is, and and there is also a very important component of these mixtures. And you know, and I'm thinking, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about one right now that I'm gonna make. Uh, is that there is when you grow bacteria together, you're gonna have living bacteria, dead bacteria, bacterial um, lysates, their metabolites, everything that goes to get that are, that is together. And and I think there is a name for them, you know, this these are metabiotics and postbiotics.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and and they are very important and very important. Uh, so when you eat them, you know, you have a a, a probiotic mixture, of whether they come from an individual growth process or in, independent and they mix together, there's going to be dead bacteria. And, you know, and many consider them, uh, harmful. I mean, not harmful, but useless. And in fact, they are not. They are very useful, because they produce the postbiotic and the metabiotic, that are, you know, a, that a living bacterium is very recalcitrant to give you. Because if I give you my cell wall, I'm dead. But my cell wall is really good for your immune system.
0: So wow, it it's like this rainforest, in. You know, pulling one thing out of the rainforest is not always useful. We've got to keep it all together. Same right. philosophy, yeah. and yeah. and the aspects of something in the rainforest, there might be, you know, forty nine things in one little area. It's just it's just fascinating, Doctor yeah. Doctor well, Cano. You, you it's it, it's a new way to think. Uh, this microbial ecology is a new way to think. I, I really uh, appreciate your your. Bravery and curiosity in stepping out with all of this? Well,
1: you know, uh, the thing is you know, that it, it doesn't have a good sound bite. You know, you, you, you know, it's really have, you know, eat dead bacteria. You know, that doesn't really uh, make you, uh, gee, I'm going to eat dead bacteria. <laughs> uh, you know, but there is a product in the market called Del immune, which is made out of uh, is a cell lysate so it's a mixture mixture of pro, of, of metabiotics and postbiotics. Very excellent results we are getting in a clinical trial in the treatment of cancer. Wow and uh, and it is is a bacterial lysate. It, what it tells you, is that just, you know, there is not only one single answer for solutions. So, and it tells, so, uh, and so when you buy a product, you know, you should, you know, you should be interested in shelf life, but not just simply because, uh, you know, I can keep it in my refrigerator for two years and it still works. But it's also interesting to know that, the bacteria that are damaged, and the bacteria that are dead, and the bacterial guts that are also in that pre- in that preparation that you buy as a probiotic, are, are helping you as well.
0: That's, it's not just a living. That's great to know. And and when you think about fermented foods that are these natural probiotics, they probably contain you know all stages of cell death too and which is probably part of their efficacy and beauty so that really makes sense well and that that leads me to wanting to hear about this um uh, how you revive these ancient bacteria out of amber and then you've created amber beer so tell us about this
1: Well. In 1993, I believe, uh, we, we, was our first paper on the isolation of bacteria from amber. And shortly thereafter, I, f- I formed a company with a colleague, His name is Robin Steele, who happens to be still a dear friend, uh, uh, a company called AmberGene. The, the purpose of AmberGene was to use amber as a novel source of genetic diversity for the purpose of drug discovery. Um, At at that time, uh, being young and fancy free and ignorant, uh, we didn't realize that the discovery of antibiotics, regardless of the source, is a numbers game. You need to have lots and lots and lots of bacteria that you test before you come up with one useful compound. Uh, And uh, maybe with artificial intelligence, uh, now it might be a lot easier, but not that much more. And therefore, uh, we endeavor in generating uh, protocols, uh, methods for extracting different types of bacteria, just using basic microbiology Know how and understanding that these organisms are have been stressed or dormant for millions of years. So it's just like you know, you come from three months in the Sahara Desert, you don't want to have fettuccine alfredo right away. You maybe have mm-hmm. a little chicken soup diluted with water and let your stomach or your metabolism come back to up speed. But that's the same thing with the bacteria. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we had a process, and we collected this whole scope of different bacteria, uh, and we kept them, and, and some yeast. And from the yeast, and again, uh, we were not making inroads in the pharmaceutical industry, but so we thought perhaps we would look at at some of the yeast at the very beginning of the you know the macro brewery uh, movement, and we actually made beer uh that was actually quite good and well reviewed again uh being scientists, not doctors uh sorry, not businessmen uh it was I very understand that. <laughs> uh there's a big difference in in the economic success, So I have the yeast. I'm actually thinking very seriously of including it in some of my probiotics.
0: Oh, that's great. we'll We'll be excited yeah. to hear about that. I want to hear yeah. uh, about your soil remediation probiotics. Okay.
1: well, uh, again, Robin and I we have a long history of of friendship uh, about in two thousand and nineteen, we got back together. I said, why don't we? Uh, with your experience in uh, designing probiotics for humans, let's use the same principles for designing probiotics for plants. Uh, So I use the same metabolic modeling, the same types of approach to to restoring health, uh, and put together about three different formulations. We have one that I think is our, you know, the most developed and most tested. It's called PaleoPower. And that probiotic, it it was not so much designed to promote plant growth. There's a million of those products in the market. But the idea was to go more fundamental and start promoting plant health.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Uh, because, again, the same principle. Six or seven organisms is not going to do a thing
2: mm-hmm. for
1: the soil health. But if they actually set up the stage for the bacteria that are now been decimated by uh, the use of herbicides or glyphosate mm-hmm. or whatever to restore the diversity and restore the, the you know the, the relative abundance, then not only will the plant be more productive, that soil is going to be healthier next next uh, growing season.
0: How does yeah. that impact the glyphosate in the soil? Well,
1: uh, well, the. Uh, Two ways. One is that the bacterial consortium itself is comprised of bacteria that do uh, have the enzymes necessary to break down glyphosate.
0: Mm, that's incredible. And two,
1: it, it would be ludicrous to think that you have a soil that has been exposed to glyphosate for generations that is not going to have bacteria that can use a glyphosate for nutrients as a nutrient source. Mm-hmm. So what the consortium, I believe it does, is also increases the diversity of those organisms to help with the process of degradation of the glyphosate.
0: Degradation. So it's something that people dilute in like a gallon of water, correct?
1: Yeah. Right. It's a it's a mixture that you diluted. Uh, Let's say, for example, one to fifty, and then you apply it. So we have uh, the product. Basically, uh, one gallon of this product treats thirty-two acres of of crop.
0: Wow, that's great, Doctor Cano. That's you know I'm from Oklahoma, and we have lots of farmland here. I see lots of patients from these um, uh, farming communities that have Parkinson's disease that have. Uh, problems related to uh pesticide herbicide exposure you know live near wheat fields so this is this is very exciting um to even for their their surrounding yard you know i know yeah. that you can't they can't get rid of it always when they're living on family land but um, yeah. very very exciting i think that's where it's headed to reclaim our reclaim our land yeah well, you, you
1: know there is um uh, when as part of my uh, my career, I was in the business of uh, I, I was director of a, an institute that specialized in bioremediation, and uh, there is uh, a process which is called you know bioaugmentation. It's that basically what you do is you know augment, increase the microbial community that are there that has the capacity to break down petroleum, hydrocarbons, etc., whatever contaminant there is. If there is a contaminant in the soil, there are bacteria in the soil that have the capacity to break that down. Uh, So the role, the goal is to increase their numbers so they're more efficient.
0: That's great. And, so it's, it's the soil. It's the gut. It's all pushing yeah. out, increasing diversity, pushing out the bad stuff. Or, or right, yeah.
1: Uh, our you know? It's uh, everything works the same way. You know, when you look at microbial systems, uh, they adapt themselves to the environment in which they live, uh, and they uh, over years and years and years they become. Adapt or adapted to growing in the presence of each other, and they form a more or less mutualistic relationship. When you start, you know, when you start damaging or altering the environment, whether it's stress or a pesticide mm-hmm. or too much animal fat or too little animal fat, whatever it is, uh, then that that system begins to break down. And the purpose of it, no, it's really to find strategies to restore that, yeah, status quo.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I look at it as restoring the design, the original design. And once right. we figure out the design, live by the design, then we're going to feel feel so much better. Well, Doctor Cano, thank you so much for your time today. Oh. Uh, I so appreciate it. I know you're busy and you're doing, you're, you're so, you're, you say you're retired, but I don't think you're retired. You're, you're just doing a bunch more new things. That's the best way to youth. you know, all, everything you've talked about today is really, uh, really slows aging and, um is it the inflammation that people experience is decreased by these products. And so that's going to slow aging and help people, uh, keep living a long productive life like you are. Um, and like I, like I am, I'm, um, so-called retired, but not really. Um, so thank you so much for your, your knowledge and your wisdom and your time. How can people find you uh, in your products?
1: Okay. Well, um, they can look at either bioticwest.com mm-hmm. and they will find uh, my con- contributions to uh, you know to the probiotic sugar shift, et etc. and if they want to n- learn about uh, our product uh, for soils, it's ancient organics bioscience mm-hmm. and uh, right. and use, and they should be able to to find it. And uh, there, there we have the product for sale online. So, um, and hopefully, they'll get a better crop or oh. a better health.
0: I'll bet we will here in our yard. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna give it our best shot.
1: Yeah, it works very well on lawn, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So, thanks, Doctor Cano. and thank you, listeners. I hope this has been really beneficial to you. Um, oh you know, having vitality takes lots of intentionality. And so we've learned new strategies today. Uh, We're now in over a hundred countries and over 2,400 cities. And that's because of you all sharing and subscribing. Please keep doing that. Give us a five-star rating and join me on Instagram if you want to have some fun. Um, Blessings until next time.